Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and His Kingdom. So if you've been with us, you know we've been trekking through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in chapter 24. Uh, we're in this big section of Jesus talking about, am I super loud in the house? Am I okay? It's good. Okay. God, I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, crushing your faces uh, with my voice. That would be terrible. Um, I, I'm not, I don't want to do that. So we're in uh, chapter 24 today. Uh, last week, Nellie uh, talked about how Jesus is going to return. And when Jesus returns, he's going to make all things new. He's going to establish the kingdom of God, the rule, the reign of God on this earth in its fullness. No war, no poverty, no sickness, no death, no sadness. God will have his way 100%. So that's where we left off, and today we're going to be continuing that, and we're going to be talking about how Jesus is coming back, and we don't know when. Maranatha, exactly, right? Lord, come, and the Lord has come. Maranatha. Um, If you're not sure about that, you can listen to the podcast of Nelly, um, and that'll make sense if it doesn't already. So I just want to dive into it, and um, so we're going to read the text first. I'm going to talk about it, and then we're going to pray, okay? Uh, Patricia, yes. Patricia is going to read the text. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the son, sorry, so will the coming of the son of man be. Then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming, but be sure of this that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night that the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave who comes. Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave says in his heart, my master is not coming for a long time and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and an hour which he does not know and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 24, 36 through 51. Thanks. Let's pray. So Jesus, we thank you for your word 
And we ask that you would come and that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would illuminate, you would resonate, and that you would change our hearts from the inside out as we seek to understand you more. In the name of Jesus, amen. Main point. Stay alert. Jesus will return when we don't expect him. Stay alert. Jesus will return when we don't expect him. Okay, I'm going to say something. It's going to be cheesy, but bear with me because I want you to say it after me, okay? It goes like this. Stay alert. Don't be inert. Let's all say it together. Ready? Stay alert. Don't be inert. Okay, one more time with more oomph. Stay alert. Don't be inert. Thank you. That was awesome. You guys did really great. Thank you. Yes. Uh, So what are we talking about? Let's just get right to it. We're talking about staying alert. Now, um, once I was, I, once I stayed up really late, and that's, well, probably more than once, but I'm, in this specific story, I, I stayed up really late. So what happened was me and some friends were meeting at a church uh, that we had the keys to, and we would just go there and pray. And it was awesome. It was super fun. It was late, so it cut for me. That was like just staying up late kind of felt like I was doing something bad, but I wasn't. Um, So it was like, yeah, rebellion, but I'm praying, so it's not really rebellion. (laughs) And it was uh, one of the one of the nights that we did this. It was probably like 2 a.m. And for me, that's just I that's not me (laughs) for me. That's not me. And so I'm driving. And do, do you ever? You ever experienced this when you're driving, but you're like super tired and you're kind of like fighting to stay awake, right? Do you do different things to try and stay awake? <laughs> you know, maybe you, maybe you do that. Maybe you pinch yourself. Maybe you turn the, uh, the air like full blast on cold. Maybe you, you know, I don't know. What, what's one thing somebody does to help stay awake? Loud music? Open the windows? Slap your face? Chain smoking, okay. Got it. All right. Now we know what Brady does. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Um, so I had just, we had finished the prayer. Uh, I was super pumped. It was like, Jesus is amazing. I am driving home. I drop my friend off and I fall asleep at the wheel. I run into, I'm driving a white forerunner. Uh, so, so clearly this is not a picture of the actual scene. But, but what happened is I fell asleep at the wheel and I, um, I ran right into one of those like ginormously tall light posts. And that's a really similar picture to what it looked like for me. Um, and so we want to stay alert. <laughs> And, and not be inert. Exactly. 
Thank you. See, it's already sticking, that catchy, yes, okay. Job done. Thank you. I'm going to sit down, drop the mic. No, I'm not. I'm going to keep going. Okay, so um, we want to stay alert, right? Like in that same way, because when Jesus comes back, the impact is going to be much greater than a car accident, right? It's going to be changing the entire world and how things work. So we're like, I'm really excited about that. I don't know if that's what it's going to look like when Jesus returns. It just, it's a nice picture. Maybe that, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, So uh, staying alert, Jesus is going to return. We talked about this earlier. Jesus' return is connecting to the big story of God restoring his world and how in the time between now and then, we get to partner with Jesus as he is restoring wholeness to all things. That's the goal. That's the call. That's the mission, right? And so that's what we're talking about. Next, I want to ask the question, why does it matter? Like, why does staying alert matter? Why does us thinking about Jesus coming back matter? I mean, if I'm totally honest, I don't think about Jesus coming back very often. It's just not something that's in my normal, everyday thinking. It's just not. And I think there's probably uh, a few reasons for that. One is that historically, anyone who has ever said Jesus is coming back on this day and this time has been wrong. So that's kind of like been a bummer, you know. I'm a little bit cynical. Um, But Jesus says, no one knows. Only the Father knows. So if anybody ever tells you, hey, Jesus is coming back. Here's the day and time. Don't believe them. They're wrong. Okay? Now, why does it matter? Our eternal destiny depends on it. Holy moly. Now, I don't know about you, but one thing that's really struck me as we've gone through the Gospel of Matthew is, is this idea, is this teaching, is this theme that, that we've seen it again and again with Jesus. This idea of invitation with expectation. Now, this is a, um, this is a scene of uh, a text that we're going to be teaching on soon, the sheep and the goats, final judgment, Jesus in the middle, and um, that's all I'll say right now. So our choices matter. Now, what's important to, to realize in the Gospel of Matthew is that the Gospel of Matthew was written to Christians. It's written to those who are following Jesus. Now, I don't want to say too much <laughs> because it's a whole thing. Um, are you guys familiar with the thing of like the gospel of like God loves you, Jesus died for you, have a nice day? Are you guys familiar with that? That's, you know, uh, for me personally, that's, that's been the gospel that I have been presented with in, in this culture, in this day, in this age. And I've got to tell you, and I'm just saying this because I have to be honest with you um, as a teacher, that's not what I see in Scripture. I see this thing of invitation to follow Jesus, and I see this thing of an expectation from Him 
And we're going to talk more about like what it, about that in a second. But this expectation that there's actually stuff for us to do. We actually have a mission. And for me, it's actually a more exciting gospel. <laughs> but that's why we say we exist to partner with Christ. Because there's stuff to do. So how we live, the choices we make, matter. Uh, next, I'm going to say, how do we do this? How do we stay alert in light of the fact that we know Jesus is coming, but we don't know when? My, my hope, secretly, is that he'll come back as soon as I'm finished talking, because that would be the ultimate sermon illustration. Don't you think? Right? <laughs> But I'm not saying that's when he's coming, okay? Let me, let me be very clear about that. So what does it look like to stay alert? Uh, I'm going to try and keep this really simple. Uh, it's this. To faithfully and wisely steward what God has placed in your hands. I'm going to say it one more time. To faithfully... And wisely steward what God has placed in your hands. And I think that might look different for every one of us. And It's what I'm driving at is I believe that there, all of us have a sphere of influence. This could be at your job. This could be in your family. This could be anywhere. All of us have a sphere of influence. All of us have, are in a position to influence others, to take care of others. And... So the question I'm asking is, what has the Lord put in your hands to steward, to protect, to grow, to cultivate? So what I'd like us to do is I'd like all of us to come up to the front. And I brought this from home. I asked Suzanne if it was okay. I don't see her. Pretty sure she said it was okay. Uh, no, it was okay. Um, this is pretty. Suzanne likes pretty things. There she is. This is okay, right? Okay, great. So I want everyone to come up. And what I'd like you to do is, is let this action represent your yes to God. Let it represent your yes to stewarding what God has placed in your hands and what the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on for you to steward right now. Does that make sense? Okay. 